I don't know about you, but for me in high school, I lived a high-speed life. I want to take you uh, through a day in the life of Chase Depew, because my time was occupied by many things, and I think some of you uh, can relate. My alarm clock would sound at 6 a.m. Bummer, I know. Mom would try to wake me up five, six, seven times, and finally I would get up, right? Get in the shower, get dressed, pack my bags for gym, pack my bags for practice after school. Let's just say it's a Tuesday. All right, it's a Tuesday, right? All right, so it's a Tuesday. I got FCA on a Tuesday. It starts at 6.45 a.m. That's early, right? I got things to do. I go to FCA. I'm a student athlete. FCA lasts from 6.45 to 7.15. Bell rings at 7.20 for school. I got class. I got to go to class. Uh, and, and, and throughout class, guess what? Teacher gives you homework. And not only does she give you homework, but he gives you a project. Come on, man. Really? So you got a project, you got homework. And then after school, I got practice. Let's say it's football season. Quarterback, I got, I got practice, right? Starts at 2.45. From the time the bell rings at 2.05, I got to walk the girl to the car, you know, say, hey, I'll see you later, whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, don't play like you don't because you head straight to her locker after school. I, I, I did the same thing, right? And so I got practice at 2.45, got to head over to the field house, got to get changed, we got to put in some work on the football field. We got to win a few games. And then I got practice from 2.45 to 4.45. And then guess what? It's a Tuesday. I got age 12, 7 to 9. But I got to stop at Nana's house and she's got to feed me, right? So Nana's house is on the way. I just, I'll go chill there. She'll make me some meatloaf or, you know, some chicken and dumplings, whatever, but I, I got homework, I got to do, I, got to, I maybe got to take a nap. You know what I'm saying? You're tired after practice, you had school all day. But then I got to go to age 12. Age 12 lasts from seven to nine. That's a long time. I got, I got stuff to do. I got homework, I got projects. I got, all, I got to hang out. I, I mean, got to call the girlfriend later. I go to age 12, and then I get home, and then I got to do homework, and then I'm, I'm, st I'm a stanky mess, you know what I mean? I, I had practice. I didn't even shower after practice. You know, some of you smell in here right now. Um, I can smell you from here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but for real, though, like, you, you have to take a shower, and then you got to get in bed, and guess what time it is? It's like 1 a.m. It ain't 11. That's early. It's 1 a.m. Y'all don't go to bed at 11. 1 a.m., 12 a.m., right? I think some of you in here can relate to that. I think some of you in here tonight are living a high-speed life, and maybe you don't even know it. Your life is occupied by so many things, and you're, you're, you're getting up early, and you're staying up late. But guess what? You're in the right place tonight, if that's you, uh, because we're in a brand new series called Need for Speed. And Need for Speed is... Is all about how culture associates speed with success. 
And so what I mean by that is that what the world tells us, we have to do more, we have to be a part of more, we have to have things that occupy our time. And, and the faster we go, the more things that we do, the more successful we will be. But I want you to think about it a little bit differently. And here's why. Because when you live a high-speed life, you will soon drift from your soul. You will not be in touch with your soul anymore when you continue to occupy your life with things to do and you go, 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 go. Something's gotta give and that's gonna be your soul. What's your soul? Some of you in here give me blank looks like I don't even want my soul is. Well, I'm gonna help you out, okay? Let's go to scripture real quick because I think this is um, super helpful. And it's in Psalms 103. You don't have to turn there or anything like that. I'm just gonna read. I just want you to listen um, because I think this will help us define soul, all right? Psalms 103, verse one, it says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Your soul is the center of who you are. Your soul is the center of who you are. Your soul is the core of who you are. It's kind of the invisible you that, trans that transcends your physical being. That's your soul. It, it is the depth. It's the depth of you. And oftentimes we, we live at such a high speed that we lose touch with our soul. And that's not okay because your soul is important for the health of your life. So here's what's gonna happen. We're not gonna measure success by the speed of our life over these next three weeks. We're gonna kind of put that to the side, okay? And here's what we're gonna measure the success of our life with, and that's the health of your soul. And some of us are so out of touch with our soul that we're living an unhealthy life right now. So here's what I wanna do. I wanna start out uh, this time um, a little bit differently. And I need your help, okay? I need your help. Um, and yeah, I'm a human. I've already messed it up. Um, this is supposed to be an N, okay? There we go. Mind. Um, so here we go. I have a few things up here that I want you uh, to, to, I wanna have a conversation right now, okay? Because here's why. The, if we're going to uh, get re-engage with our soul, we gotta realize what's occupying our life, right? So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have just some time where we're gonna banter back and forth and I need some answers, okay? And I want you to be honest with me because I guarantee you the things that you say will, somebody will relate to in the room. So just be courageous and just, just yell it out, all right? Um, if not, I'll just call it out and it'll be all good. Uh, so three questions. How is this occupying your life? So the first question, what is occupying your time. What do I mean by this? What are you doing in your life? What are you, um, what are the things that you're a part of? What do you do on the day to day? What is, what are you involved in? Give me some answers. What does that look like? Oh, let's do PlayStation, school, church, 
Work, sports, Netflix. Oh yeah, Netflix. Okay, so we get it. Yeah, Netflix, but no chill, right? Nah. All right. Um, so, just just Netflix. You know what I mean? Um, so that's that. Okay, these are just a few things of what's occupying our time, right? So we get it. We we got all, all this stuff. We could we could just list it like for days. We. We might take up all of the sheets on this thing. Um, but what, okay, next question is this. What, what is occupying your mind? I want you to think about this one a little bit more. Now, again, some of these can be the same and that's cool, um, but maybe it's something different because what's occupying your mind is what keeps you up at night. What do you think about? Maybe if you're by, your, by yourself, it's just like this overwhelming feeling that just, you just can't get it out of your mind. What are some of those things? Grades. College, boys, did you say boys? Ha <laughs> ha, dreams, that's good, that's future. All right, so guess what? There's a, occupy, there's a lot that occupies your mind. You're in high school, let's face it. Um, y'all got a lot of things occupying your mind. And, and guess what? These questions are on your notes, so you can write your personal ones down, and I encourage you to do that because it's gonna help you as we go along tonight. But the, the next one is this. What is occupying your emotions? What is occupying your emotions? What, here, here's, 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 a, here's a question behind the question. What's exhausting you from the standpoint of your life um, that, that just maybe makes you sad or angry or, or, or sometimes frustrated? What are some of those things? Stress, money, parents, boys? Yeah. No Wi-Fi. All right. You get it, right? If, uh, if I can answer these questions for myself in high school, let me, let me, just, let me just fill you in, okay? Let me just fill you in. Uh, for, for time, it would have been sports for me. Sports would have been my, like, number one, like, it was occupying probably 95% of my life. And, and I just was all about sports. I, I was at practice. I played three sports. Like, I was all the time doing something. If I was playing football, I was practicing baseball. If I was playing baseball, I was practicing ba- like, all, like I, was, I was all the time like training and trying to be the best I could be. And that occupied my life. That occupied my time. And for me, the, the mind, this is embarrassing, but I'm just going to go ahead and do this. It was girls. It was girls for me. I, I, girls occupied my mind. I... I that's just how it worked. And I, I was always my girlfriend or whatever, like girls, girls, girls. So fellas, if they're occupying your mind, just get, get, it, get it out, get it out. Um, girls, same for you, all right? Get the boys out, get the boys out your mind, all right? Um, all right, so the next one, emotions. If I, would, if I were to say uh, what would be my emotion, what, what occupied my emotions would be family problems. Because when I was nine years old, my parents got a divorce. And so throughout middle school, throughout high school, I struggled and, and, and this was, there was effects throughout all my middle school years, throughout all my high school years. And, and it was difficult for me to continue to just like, man, it would, they, it would frustrate me. It would, it would make me sad. It would make me mad. I, I would get angry. Like my, my parents would banter back and forth and fight and all this other stuff. And, and, it, and it just drained me and frustrated me emotionally. And it was unhealthy for me because it, it consumed my life. 
And so I don't, I don't know about you, but, but what I've found is that the things that, that occupy our life, they also determine the speed of our life. And so some of you in here, you, you, could, you could fill up this whole sheet with just time. You could fill up this whole, whole sheet with just mind or, or emotions. Like some of you are living at a very, very high speed right now, and maybe you don't even know it. So if you don't know maybe what that looks like or, or maybe the symptoms of a high-speed life, I would like to help you out tonight. Just look at your neighbor because here's the deal. We're just gonna be diagnosed tonight and I got symptoms, you got symptoms. Look at your neighbor and say, you got symptoms. Yeah, you got symptoms. And, and then look at them and say, we're gonna slow down. All right. Here's, 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 10, here's 10 symptoms of a high-speed life. Here's 10 symptoms of a high-speed life. You ready? Number one, you are always rushing from one thing to the next. Number two, you can't sit and think without starting to fall asleep. Some of you are sleeping here right now. Um, you better wake up. Number three, you can never sit in silence. Number four, you never have a day off. Number five, you say yes without thinking every time there is a new opportunity. Number six, every time you go to a retreat, camp, or a mission trip, you hear God clearly, but you never do outside of that. Number seven, if you, you have a quiet moment alone, you get overwhelmed with a number of things that come to your mind. Number eight, you never disconnect from your phone, the internet, and other devices. Number nine, you connect your worth as a person to the things that you do. Number 10, if, you, if something or someone in your life is a problem, you promise yourself that you'll get to it later, but you never do. So some of you in here can relate uh, to a few of those, and, and you realize that you have a high-speed life. Some of you in here are 10 for 10, and, and, and I'm going to tell you something. You need to go somewhere else because I can't help you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. Y'all got scared, didn't you? <laughs> um, but really, you're in the right place because tonight, let's re-engage with our soul uh, together because I think more times than not, maybe some of us are so out of touch with our soul that we don't even know we have symptoms. Here's, here's what I think that happens. We live in such a world where we connect the speed of our life to the success of our life. And, and so we've connected, we've connected these two things. And, and the question behind of, of well, well, why have we done that? Well, because the world is that way. The faster you go, the more you, more you can obtain, the, the, the more successful you will be. But why is that bad? Why does that cause you to lose? Um, why can't we live that way is the question. Well, it's, it's simply put, it's because that 
we lose touch with our soul when we go, 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 and we live at this high velocity. Bill Hybels says it this way, and I love this. I love this quote, and I think that you will too. He says this. He's a pastor in, in Chicago. He says, at a certain velocity, at a certain speed, your soul will simply dissipate. It will disappear. You will lose touch. You, you will no longer have any engagement with your soul at a certain velocity in the way that you live. And in fact, I want to go a step further than that tonight. Because I think some of us have linked the success of our life, the, 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 has, we have linked the speed of our life to the significance of our life. So it's not just success, but it's significance. Because the more things that we do, the more things that we're a part of, the more things that we say yes to, we feel significant, right? We feel a part. We feel like, man, I'm, I'm good. Like, life is great. Even though you're exhausted, you're tired, and you're just worn out. But because you have things to do, and, and you're saying yes, and you're going, and you're going, you, you think that you have a significant life. And, and in all honesty, have y'all ever sat at home on a Friday night with nothing to do, no friends to chill with, nobody to talk to, and, and you're like, bro, like, I'm... I'm, I'm nothing, I'm, like, I'm insignificant right now because I'm a lame-o, I'm sitting at home, I have nothing to do, I have no friends to hang out with. I, don't, I mean, all my friends are at the, the park or whatever. Like, you feel insignificant. But I'm gonna tell you something. That may be the best thing for you. But you don't realize it because of what the world says that you need to do and occupy your life with as much as possible. So tonight, remember... I don't want us to mistake speed. I don't want us to mistake speed for success or speed for significance. And I want to go to what the Bible says in Psalms 127. That's where we're going to land tonight in Scripture. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to page uh, 617. Um, and that's if you grab the Bible under your chair. Uh, if not, it'll be on the screen or your smartphones. Um, just get there because it, there's, there's some good truth uh, here tonight that, that we're gonna, we're gonna pull from and uh, excited to, to dive into it. Psalms 127. Psalms 127. And we're gonna be in verse one and two. Here we go. Unless the Lord builds his house, the, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand guard in vain. Here's what the Bible's saying. Whatever you build, whatever you oversee, whatever you do, whatever occupies your life, the things that you do, if God is not involved, then they are in vain. You're wasting your time. So everything that you're trying to fill your life with, everything that you're trying to achieve and do and, and, and how fast you're trying to go, if God is not involved, if you're not in touch with your soul, then it is in vain and you're wasting your time. It's really, it's really useless. It's really useless because what happens is when you 
when you live at this high-speed life, you drift from your soul. And so therefore, you drift from usually the person who anchors your soul, which is Jesus. So if you're out of touch with your soul, you might be out of touch with your faith. And so as this verse continues in verse 2, let's, let's, let's read on. Because the writer gets even more specific. He said, in vain you rise early and you stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For he grants sleep to those he loves. Do you hear the speed in that statement? Get up early, go to bed late. Get up early, go to bed late. This high-speed life. This high-speed life. You, you get up early, you go to bed late. Because you have so much to do, so much is occupying your life and your time. You're trying to make it all work. You're trying to do all of these things. And, 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 and let me state this very clearly if I, haven't, if I haven't made this clearly. Speed does not equal success. Speed does not equal success. And the reason why this is important, and this is our bottom line for the night. A high speed can cause soul drift. A high, a high speed life can cause soul drift. When you're living at a crazy pace, when you're trying to do it all, you can cause who you are, what you stand for, just to come completely undone because you have drifted away from your soul the very core of who you are, the depth of you. And so living a high-speed life is dangerous. If Jesus were here with us in this very moment, I think that he could sum it up like this. I think this is what he would say to us. And this is just kind of a different take on it, but you are more than what you do. You are more than what you do. Your worth is bigger than what you do. Your worth is bigger than, than the position that you hold on the football team, the basketball team, the baseball team. Um, it, it, is, it is bigger than the chair you sit in for band. It is, it is bigger uh, than the job that you have, uh, how much money you make. Um, it, it, is, it is bigger than what kind of family, what kind of car your family drives or what kind of car you drive. It is bigger than what kind of house that you live in. Like, like it, it's bigger, your worth is bigger than that. You're bigger than what you do. And, and let, me, let me tell you something. You are a human being. You are a human being. You get that? Being. Your value will never be found in what you do, but it will be found in who you are. Your value will never be found in what you do, but it will be found in what in who you are. We've talked about this in week four of Hormone Life a little bit, but it is so important for us to understand, especially in the world that we live in. And so what, it, what would it look like if we were to slow down? What would, what would your life look like if we were to slow down? Could you fill up a page of, of time? Could you fill up a page of your mind? Could you fill up a page of your emotions? And these things on this board that, that we talk about would, would maybe some of those disappear because those things are occupying your life and some of them are occupying your life 
to the point to where you're losing touch with your soul. And that's not okay. So here's what I want to do tonight. If the lights can come down a little bit, I, I, I just, I want to force us to just, just be for a moment. I, I want to I force us uh, to, to, just, to just sit here and, and, and to do absolutely nothing, nothing. Put your phones up, put, put whatever you're holding down, um, wh- whatever that looks like. I just want you to put it to the side and just maybe put your hands in your lap. Um, and, and for these next few moments, we're just going to sit here in silence. No games, no, no anything like that. Like this is, this is for real. I want you to experience this because some of you in here have never, you've never experienced silence. So if someone could stand, like if there's a leader that could stand outside of those doors or something to stop anyone to, from coming in here um, for, and we're gonna do this for two minutes. And, and this will be completely silent. No music, no anything, no piano, no background, no nothing. We're just gonna sit here in pure silence and, and the, the timer will start whenever everyone is completely silent. It's vital for us to, to slow down. It, it's vital for us to slow down because the reality of it is, is that was, a two, that, that was probably the longest two minutes of your life because you've never actually slowed down enough to just be. And for some of you, that was very life-giving because you live in a world where your, your time is occupied nonstop. And just those two minutes, some of you feel more alive. Some of you maybe feel a little bit more re-engaged with your soul. And I want us to remember that throughout this series, we're not, we're not defining the success of our life by the speed of our life. We're going to define the, the success of our life by the health of our soul. And so wherever you're at, I don't, I don't know how many symptoms you have or, or, or whatever, but um, man, I, I want to I encourage you as the world can, continues to to, to attack you and, and to, to fill your mind with you have to do more and you have to, you have to be at more and you have to say yes to more and all this other stuff. I want to encourage you to think about that. Every, every ask and every opportunity requires more of your time. And, and some of you, we need to really understand what's taking our time. And how unhealthy that, that can be. And so the challenge for you this week, kind of the, the, the takeaway, the, 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 I want you to take the two-minute drill outside of these walls and into the world. Because some of you on a day-to-day basis, you need to take two minutes and you just need to be. Maybe it's pray. Maybe, maybe it's just think. Um, what I'd like to do in the two minutes is, is just thank God for all that he's given me. 
because it just realigns my mind, it realigns my heart, it realigns my soul, it connects me with the creator of who created me, at the very, the, the deepest part of me, the inner me, you know what I mean? And so take that two-minute drill and, and, and walk out of here with it and use it in your life. And, and man, I would love to hear some stories next week of, of just how that's impacted you um, from the standpoint of slowing down and not losing touch with your soul.